Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode 19. I'm joined by Tom Hooper. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah. Pleasure to have you. You're not allowed to look at those notes, mate. Huh? Oh, sorry, You're not allowed mate. to look at my notes. I just stare into spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I got Tom to answer a few hard-hitting questions, so this should be a bit more light-hearted for us. Hopefully. No, <laughs> it's good. So, just to get the audience to know you a little bit better, mm-hmm. got a couple rapid-fire questions, which I started with Jack. Mm-hmm. Won't insult you as much as I insulted Jack. <laughs> I don't think it was an insult. No, you were nice to him. So, best non-footy sport? Best non-footy sport. God... Recently, last few years, I've gotten into cycling, but it's probably the most, not the most entertaining to watch. But I suppose the next biggest one for, well, me anyway, would be cricket, I suppose. But, you know, not a lot of people like tests, but the, the 2020 is normally pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're just quicker, but tests, you can't beat a good test match. It's meant to be rapid fire. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> can you cook food? Are you any good? Can I cook? Yeah, I can cook. Not like fancy stuff, but I can cook. Go to? I don't go to pastas. Yeah. You can't you yeah. can't be, really mess a pasta up. You'll be doing that tonight? Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, actually I think it's Rissoles or something tonight. Okay. So. Favorite song? Favorite song. I'm a classics, good old like dance in the moonlight. It's always yeah. one that comes straight to mind. Yeah. Trig pizza, go to. Trig pizza go to, just the Supreme. The good old local down here. It's actually a very common one after a Saturday night. After footy just Get one on the way home yeah. and smack that one down. I'm a barbecue chicken, man. Barbecue chicken. Yeah, that's a good call. I just, yeah, go the lot. Yeah. So, best goal you've ever kicked? Best goal. God, recently I haven't had many goals, but playing in the back line. Best goal. God. I actually couldn't even tell you. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I kicked one of my good goals, but I probably have to say last year, <clears throat> not necessarily a fancy goal, but just a good game. Got swung forward midway through the year and, Good game against Bassanine where I got to kick five, so it was good fun. Yeah. So let's get into your stuff. Obviously, we've got your footy to talk about. We've got your physio stuff to talk about, mm-hmm. which I'm interested to hear some stuff from you. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously, your dad, Stephen, president of North Beach, he he played for Geelong yep. back in the day yep. before you were 
before you were around. Yeah, definitely before I was born. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I do. So he was actually. I was surprised. That this he was a number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. Number one draft pick. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was re- doing a bit of research. Yeah. And I had a look, and I thought, twenty-one games, number one draft pick. Oh, I thought you know you'd play more, but then I, I looked at the other picks, and in the top thirty draft picks in that year, guess how many played a game? I actually don't know that stat. So have I have no guess. idea. Fifteen. Yeah. No, you no, looked. No, at, you looked at the paper. <laughs> I, just, I just went in the middle. <laughs> Mate, if you go safe, you always just go in the middle. Yeah. That's why most people pick like seven out of ten. That's good. No, it was fifteen. Fifteen. There Did, you go. So fifteen didn't play a game, and they're in the top thirty. I think it was. I think is that the like one of the first years of the draft. I think it was like well, nineteen ninety was the first year of like the AFL, but so it was a nineteen ninety draft. So it would have been for the next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. I yeah. maybe that's that's why. But yeah. There was James Hurd in that draft. I was going to... I, th- like, I thought that's like, what... It was, was very late. Very I think late. it was very late. That is always one of the stat that you can always pull up with dad as it's always the number one pick in James Hurd's draft. So. Yeah. So is is dad what got you in football? I think so. Just definitely. Yeah, definitely dad. Like, if your old man plays AFL, yeah, I think you're just born into footy, but it sort of runs through your veins. But we've just... Yeah, footy runs our household really. Well, God, dad's, co- oh, dad's president, sorry, Will's coach, mum just... Mum loves her footy as well, so yeah, we've always just grown up with it. So yeah, so I have a little timeline of your waffle. The cool thing about the play HQ or whatever, no, oh, yeah, I'm is fine. you can yeah. literally look at everyone's season and where they were. Yeah, and you've had a you've had a bit of a journey, a mixed bag. Yeah, so you've gone, you've played a lot of waffle Colts actually. Yeah, and then a couple of years playing for reserves with a bit of North Beach, and mm-hmm. then you went back to North Beach for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then you went. Back to Waffle yep. at East Perth. So you started yep. at Subi. So I'm interested in that sort of timeline. So you mm. so you started in 2012. You're in the State Academy 16. So big, yep. t- Tom, big young Tommy Hooper. You've done your research, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take us into that journey a little bit, if you can, with your footy. Yeah, it's going back a fair way now. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, God, my, my junior footy club, Surrounded on Craig, good old footy factory. I think Jack Max Eddie was there. You other good North Beach greats are from there, mate, and a couple of AFLs too. But uh, really, who's from there? From for AFL, you got Jack Darling. He's playing at the moment. Good mate, but Greg Clark. You got Daniel Rich. God, they're the, they're the big yeah, names that come yeah. to mind. But uh, then you've got down at the footy club like James Garcia, myself, obviously. Yeah, you know, the, the big the dog, biggest nah. name. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 definitely not one of the smaller ones. But <laughs> no, mate, it was just a, it was a good junior footy club. So yeah, I was, so I was there, and then uh, yeah, luckily enough, got got picked from the. It was back. And it was just the Subi 16s and then now the Futures. But, yeah, from that carnival got picked up and asked to train for the for the state squad. And then going through that, actually, I actually did a, probably like one of my bigger injuries. But, uh, yeah, I rolled my ankle really bad, put me out for about eight weeks. And I got back, I think it was one or two weeks to go. And then coach at the time, Rob Wiley, like it was sort of selection night. It was a week before... The team travelled and you get called in for the meetings and it's like, oh, God, here we go. Like, never really had a setback. Like, always been, you know, not a, not a bad player, pretty good player, but back in juniors. And then, yeah, he sort of sat down and was like, oh, you know, before training actually asked me, like, where do you want to play? You know, back then you sort of just like, I'll just, I'll play anywhere. But, you know, they put you down as a backman. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'll play back line. And then, yeah, I actually got the news that I wouldn't be travelling, didn't make the squad because I didn't, didn't train enough really and didn't, wasn't able to play so that was a bit of a setback but then yeah just sort of 
going on from there after that it was into Subi Colts and then yeah to be honest my ankle was just a yeah big trouble through those years really yeah it's a constant thing like with people get injured obviously you have to accept what happens but do you ever think about like you know what could have been if you if you never got injured sort of thing I think you always hear people talk about it, eh? Like you always yeah. get those people that are like, "Oh, I could have been this, I could have yeah. been that," and you're like, "Mate, like, if you could have been it, you just put your mind to it. Maybe yeah. you get there." But I mean, look, like, I think it's a it's an easy out for some people to say, like, "Oh, I could have been this." Then it's you almost can go back with it, like, "Well, why weren't you?" But like, you just you leave it because people like to have that call. But I think, yeah, like, it's just you can always think about that. But I don't, I don't really like to think in that way. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think in a way it's healthy, like, oh, what could have been this, could have been that, and you sort of just living in the past. I think you've got to look forward to, like, oh, what can I do now and what can I what can I get out of now sort of thing. So I suppose, like, back when you're younger you think about it, but now it's sort of just like, oh, that's that's been and gone and what can I move forward into? Yeah. So what did you make of your waffle experience? Obviously you went and played a bit of reserves, came out to North Beach. Yep. So you were at Subi. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the Subi stuff. Yep. So you played... A lot of reserves games at Subi, which is where you played your Colts as well. Yep. So what was the... Well, I guess my first question is, what was the reason for leaving? From Subi in the first place? Yeah, uh, North Beach. It was It was actually... My my studies was a big one. Sort of got... I was... I mean, I was lucky enough to be at Subi during their big heydays. Yep. So I was there from... Was it, it was sort of twenty God twenty twenty twelve, which is when I was in the 16. So then after that, I was into the Colts... Until 2017, which is my first year at North Beach. So, a few years down there. And then, yeah, it was it was study, really. So, we're into this sort of second year of physio where things really start to ramp up. You can get through first year, but it took me a couple of years to get into it. And then uh, from the... Yeah, so once, once I got busy, it was sort of just... Felt like it was that sort of time in your life where one thing's got to give and you put a lot of effort into playing waffle. Like, it's three days a week of a lot of hours and when you're playing reserves it's not very rewarding like you don't get rewarded like the big dogs up in the league team who get paid each week so you know to me it just became a call of look this isn't really sustainable I just want to go back and enjoy my footy and you you do get run down in reserves at a waffle club like it's a it's a hard spot to be (laughs) like it is because you're obviously you're always striving and your whole week revolves around how do I play league on the weekend and you know, it gets, yeah, it gets hard when you've got such a strong team above you, but it's also a good thing because it makes you a better footy player in the end as well. But, uh, yeah, the call for me was really, yeah, for studies. And then I could go back down to North Beach, enjoy my footy, not as much time commitment, even though Jazz would probably say opposite right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely not, not as much time commitment. And then, yeah, once you, once you go down to North Beach, you sort of you get stuck there because it's yeah, such a good footy club. Definitely. So. I'm surprised they don't dangle the carrot a bit more. At reserves at Waffle, they don't. I feel like it's just like you you play league, or it's a bit like. I feel like reserves is a bit irrelevant, isn't it? I mean, it's not necessarily irrelevant, but again, they definitely dangle the the carrot. I feel like it's almost the higher you go, the higher you go in footy, the more your ties get pumped up each week, and then all of a sudden on Thursday night selections, oh mate, you were just you were just off. You just got to work on this, and then you work on that, and then it's another excuse sometimes, and that's what it can get into when, especially when you're playing in. You know, a club such as when I was at Subi, like they were just they were dominant. Like their their league team was un, unstoppable. <laughs> like yeah. You look at their record; I think it was like four flags in six years or something. Like they were they were unbelievable. But 
like you yeah you don't really think about it until you know when you you're young and you're just into the team and they're killing it up in the league you're like how good's this you're around such good culture i think then you know you start to study you get you know you move on in life a little bit and you're like oh, it's getting pretty hard like and then the time commitment comes hard so i think uh, yeah the big the big thing is just yeah the time commitment was a big yeah. call so but you went back and you went to east perth this time so yep. what what was the who gave you the call? What was the reason for coming back into the waffle system? I suppose the biggest thing for me is I always felt as though I could play league in a waffle team. So I, that was always definitely a big goal of mine. Obviously, when you're young, everyone's goal is they want to play AFL. Yeah. And then sometimes that just that hasn't happened for various reasons. But, you know, that for me, it was just a, like this is a goal I always had set. Obviously, going off of dad, he's had a pretty successful footy career. So... You always want to, you always want to strive for your best, and that was something that that's a big thing I live by. Is you know, no matter where you play your footy, you just always want to play at the highest level you think you can. And I always thought I could play it, so it was a big motivator to go back to the waffle. wasn't always I was going to go back to East Perth or anything. It was actually just I was looking at going back, and I actually caught up with a few mates from Subi, good mates of mine, so Greg and and Locks, and I actually spoke to him, and I was like, "Boys, look, I'm thinking of coming back. I'm not sure." Where I want to play though, I actually want to get their honest opinion. And once again, this was, what was it, sort of 2019, 2020. Yeah. And uh, Subi was still super dominant and they were both just open and honest and like, look mate, like you probably wouldn't play in our league side just because we've got so many solid players in there right now. They were just, they're dominant as anything. So that wasn't really going to change. So like, look, I probably would look elsewhere. So then I was like, yeah, that's a good call. So sort of expanded my horizons and yeah, I had a chat with a few clubs not too many, but then I spoke to I spoke to West Perth. I'm coming for you. Yeah, Big Tommy Hooper. Spoke to West Perth. Went down to one of the training sessions, to be honest, and then obviously Dad's from East Perth, and they caught wind of it, and they were like, "We can't have this." Tom going yeah. down to West Perth, the rival club. So <laughs> yeah. they called me. I think it was Dad got him on the blow and was like, "Make sure you don't let him go to West Perth." But <laughs> but I but yeah, then I went down to West Perth, to sorry East Perth for a training session and. Yeah, I just really, really liked what it was about down there and I thought that, you know, there was a lot of opportunity there to, yeah, hopefully play some league footy and, yeah, luckily I worked my butt off. It was a bit of an interrupted season because of the COVID season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was just happy I achieved my goal playing league footy, really. Mate, it's still a terrific effort to play mm. for Waffle League games. That's mm. still not many people to get to do that. So. No, definitely, mate. I'm not complaining about that, that's for sure. So... What was the reason to leave again? Was it just the time commitment with physio sort of thing again? Yeah, I, th- I think that becomes hard again. Like physio is a, it's a job where you've got your, you've got your time in the clinic, but there's a lot of hours you commit as a physio, especially when you look after a team. But not that it was at the time, but there's a lot of time you commit outside of physio to better yourself, keep studying, keep learning, but also you especially when you first start and I only just started when I was down at East Perth as a physio but you you sort of you're always doing stuff outside of it and it's hard to switch off sometimes but yeah. you got to find your ways to switch off but yeah it's definitely yeah it was it's definitely a time commitment one as well but I think just the mateship that you build at a club like North Beach like it just it always draws you back yeah. and yeah to be honest I I just didn't really feel it when I was at East Perth and 
you know, there's a big gravitational pull back to North Beach. So yeah, yeah. with the mates that you build down there. So yeah, it was an easy call for me at the end of the day, really. I was sort of just, I was in and out at the end of the year at East Perth and I was like, I'll give it pre-season, I'll give it another go. And when I was there, I just, you just, you sort of get a feeling sometimes around clubs where you're just like, oh, I just don't really feel like I'm sort of wanted here. And yeah, that's what I got. And then, yeah, Stocksy was president at the time and was like, mate, can you, do you want to come back? And I was like, you know what? I want to come back. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to keep trying to. You know, I've had done the years of reserves at Asubi, and you know, there comes a time where you're just like, you know, you don't want to be the the thirty year old playing reserves at a waffle waffle yeah. team. So, yeah. yeah, no, I came back down. Not that I was anywhere close to that age, but yeah. <laughs> I came back down. But yeah, mate, just more the love for North Beach. To be yeah. honest, I love that club. Yeah. So something I'm interested in as well. Well, two things here I got, but. The first one, I guess, is what sort of mindset do you have when you play? Because perception can can tell a different story sometimes. So you strike me as really confident and stuff, but sometimes, you know, I don't know if you're like an anxious player or anything. So, what's your what's been your relationship with like that sort of thing? Your headspace in playing football? I definitely say it's it's a hundred percent changed like dramatically over the years. I used to be super regimented with footy and. I suppose you go from you go from juniors where you can just run around and have fun. Like yeah. juniors, there's no structure. No, I mean, apart from when you look at Brawny's team now. <laughs> down, down and off mate, their training's but, good standard. Mate, I tell you what, their training, their is, kicking's probably better uh, than ours. Yeah, they're, mate, they're better than mine, <laughs> that's for sure. My right boot's not good at the moment. But uh, no, you go from juniors where like there's no such thing as structure, right? And back then it was sort of just you know put your best people on ball and go from there. So. And the rest sort of falls into place if you've got p- good players. Whereas then you go into your, you know, your futures, your Colts, your waffle systems, and it's just structure, structure, structure. And it's it's actually it's hard to get your head around sometimes, yeah. especially for younger kids. So, you know, you're going from just running around, having fun, thinking you're the big dog, and then it's like, oh, you've got to stand here, do this, do that. And for me, I've always been very, very serious with my footy, and I feel I still still take it pretty serious and. You know, it was hard for me to get just back to playing footy when you when you go through so many years of structure, structure, structure. Yeah. I think that's when I was at Subi, I definitely lost the fun and the just instinct side of footy yeah. because it comes so regimented. And then that's something that when I came back to North Beach, it was almost instantly straight back. Like you can, you play freely, but with all those years of experience as well, just it puts you in good stead to actually just play some good footy because if you get lost when you're just trying to play on instinct, you just revert back to structure and then you can normally find your way back into it. So Yeah, good call. I like that. Mm. If you ever need, like, feel like you're losing your fun, I'll let you have a couple of torps out from the kicking. <laughs> oh, no, mate, you've got kicking duties, mate. <laughs> See, obviously you're a really good leader with your communication, something I'm trying to work on and I, and I look to you and I'm like, fuck, he's good, like seriously good. And we all know that down at North Beach, but... Were you able to showcase those leadership skills at, at Subi and, and or at East Perth as well? I feel like I, I feel like I model my communication off of the guys at Subi. So not necessarily at Subi. Subi's a great club, amazing club. So is East Perth. They're both amazing clubs in their own rights. But I think the players that I had around me when I was down at Subi, like you had, you know, Jordan Lockyer, good mate of mine. Then you've got like you had when I was down there, your Carl Horsley's, your Lee Kitchens. Like, they are just just top blokes. Like, I don't think you'd ever meet anyone who knows them and they'd even say close to a bad word about them. So I think just 
they're amazing leaders as well. And I feel like just my time down at Subaru is so valuable, just getting to know their communication styles, like everyone's different with theirs. Some people lead more by example. Some people lead by voice. You know, there's all different types of yeah. leadership um, that you look at. Like that, so, yeah. you know, it's it's not trying to morph yourself into someone that you're not necessarily. But I always feel like I've always had pretty loud voice. I've always been told to be quiet. <laughs> so I think that's just sort of come naturally to me. So I think I think just off that, it wasn't necessarily something I really tried to focus and hone in but it sort of just came naturally as a as a talker and as you probably know on the footy foot would yell up but you know I think it's it just came from years of just seeing how other guys lead and I think you like what you were just saying before like you always look to look to your leaders at, at your clubs that you're at and even if it might not even be footy clubs even at like your workplaces and that you sort of always look to those leadership roles and you sort of just model yourself off them so I think I just got it from where I've been at really yeah so. no I like that and I love that you said, you know, everyone leads in, in their own way. Like some people can lead by example. And that's probably more of a, a route that I would be because I find it hard to be like loud mouth Tommy over here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Not everyone likes screaming at blokes, but nah. <laughs> I, but that's it, right? Like you look at, you know, there's there's me and then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, he got injured this year, but you've got like your Sammy Lamonts. Like he's just your textbook of leads by example. Exactly, yeah. Like he... You know, he's almost quiet as a mouse sometimes unless he wants the footy. But <laughs> but then just on field, whenever we God, this, I think we've we've missed him a lot this year, oh, but yeah. wherever we need someone to really step up and, you know, just put two on the board for us, like it just always seemed to be Sammy. So that's how yeah. he sort of yeah. leads and he acknowledges that as well. He knows he's not the loudest, but he leads yeah. he leads in other ways. So yeah. but but yeah, I definitely feel like it changes. It was different when I went to East Perth because I wasn't necessarily, when I was at Subi, I was sort of one of the kids that comes through. It was more, I wasn't, you know, not necessarily older, but more experienced player sort of coming into the team. So I felt like I had more to give yeah. to the footy yeah, club yeah. in a leadership way, you know, and you know, I was still myself down there. I was still loud down there, I'm sure. But yeah, it's just, it's different, I suppose. When you're, when you're playing league at a club, you, you always have a bit more confidence and yeah. you feel like you can say more. And if, you, if you're on the fringe, you're in now, you're... You always wonder, like, oh, should I say this? Should I say that? But you know, like, there's you always hear people say, "There's nothing, there's nothing silly about a question or about a statement." Like, yeah, you know, something. Someone's always got something to give, and someone will take something out of it, and someone might not. So, yeah, it's always good just to give as much knowledge as you can. I reckon. Yeah, love that. So we'll talk a bit about North Beach now. Mm. So good old beach, mate. So, <laughs> see the North Beach physio. The general of the back line, are, the, are these your official titles? <laughs> the physio one is, I don't know about the general of the back line, I think you made that one up. But <laughs> no, mate, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, God, Minnie always says it, the biggest amateur football club in Australia, then he goes on about the world, but it is, it, it's such a big club and it's such a privilege to obviously, you know, represent the club at the, the highest level that they've got down there as well. And that's something, you know, you always hear people talk about North Beach and a lot of people hate North Beach because of all the success that they've had. Mm. Uh, so that's a challenge in itself really. But I think, yeah, it's just, it's it's an amazing club built off amazing roots and it's just a club, like I was saying before, it's got that gravitational pull. Like you go away from it and you can't help but just, you or you always find your way back there. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's an amazing footy club. Yeah. Well, so what is your f- favourite thing I asked this to Jack, 
And it's a pretty generic question mm. in comparison to Waffle. But what is your favourite thing about playing at somewhere like North Beach versus Waffle? Is it just is it the relationships? That yeah, I was just telling you before I listened to Jacks, and that that one stuck with me a bit. But I reckon I think it's just it's almost the freedom I feel. Well, from my experience at Waffle, I feel like it's just the freedom. You come down and it's just it's almost like it's you're back to school with just a bunch of mates. Like yeah. Every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, it's just you're just hanging out with good mates and you got to go play footy with your good mates. So it's definitely, yeah, relationships is a massive one. And then, you know, it's even outside of that, like especially down at a club like North Beach, like if you need something, like, God, you need help with building something, fixing something, like, God, there's 20 million people down at the footy club that yeah. can do it. So. Yeah. I think relationships is a big one, but also I think it's just, and I feel like what North Beach really get right is it's just a good sense of belonging down at the footy club. No matter if you're playing, you know, down in the sixes and you're just down there for having a bit of fun or if you're playing up in the league squad or even if you're just a supporter, like it's a club where everyone just feels like they belong in that club. Yeah, love that. So am I the most annoying Patient you have there. Do people pe- people come up to you all the we, time what, at footy, at, at at footy, footy training and talk to you? And I, I'm, I'm just like, fuck, I've done that a couple of times. It's, there must be a lot of... It's good, though, because it's uh, you've got pretty much... You've got a lot of your client base from North Beach. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's definitely helped my our clinic, that's for sure. Yeah. But Jack, Jack Mack told me, he says, Reese Irvine is <laughs> pretty bad. He's, he says Reese Irvine tries to self-diagnose Well, himself. mate, Reese tries to tell me how to do my job and he's, <laughs> he's yeah, exactly. So, no, Reese is a funny man, but uh, it's, yeah, it's funny. Like, you always have those, you always have people who try and tell you, they come to you for advice, but they also try and tell you what's wrong with them. Yeah. And Do I do that? No, nah, oh, I don't think so, but <laughs> no, it's like, it's just part and parcel with your job, really. Like, even if you're, even if I wasn't down at the footy club, you still get that. Even just at like family outings, it's like, oh, I've got this, and uh, you know, like, I think it's just part of it's just part of being a physio. So, and just part of being, I suppose, a health professional in general. Really, to be honest, like, you have that you have that title of like, oh, they're a physio, or you know, you're, you're studying your psychology. So it's yeah. like, oh, they're a psychologist. Like, oh, what do you think about this and that? It's just it's just human nature that. If someone's got that knowledge, you try and get it out of them. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I see it all the time with dad being a builder. Yeah, and, everyone, and yeah, same. All thing. your friends start asking, or their yeah. friends start asking about that. Like, oh, how do I put? How do I do this? How do I do that? Like, I think it's just human nature. We're inquisitive. Yeah. So, which is good, but uh, no, I don't mind it. It's just it's it's part and parcel of what it was initially. Like when I first sort of started, I was like, oh Jesus, it's a bit annoying, but. I mean, down there this year, we got Benny down there this year, yeah, who's been an absolute so rock good. for me yeah. and just helped me a lot because I can just say, like, if it's just too much, if it sounds like it's something complicated, I'll just say, go see Benny. But <laughs> And then I'll always chat with Benny afterwards and see what his opinion physio is. Physio brothers. And, yeah, that's it. But um, a bit of a relationship there. No, it's good. It's, Benny's great. Benny's yeah, fantastic. He's good. so passionate and he just he loves what he does and he yeah. loves helping people and I think... I think anyone who goes into a health professional field just I think that's why we go into it because we love helping people so I don't mind it it's you know, yeah. sort of well, part that, of the job yeah really. good good segue into my question like I guess why did you go down the physio route what was well tra- backtracking to I suppose what we'll, what I was saying before with my footy career so my ankle injury really got me into it so mm. I suppose that's where like you think about blessing in disguise or not yeah, blessing in well, disguise no, but, but pretty much right yeah. like you think about you think about like you know you're saying like everything happens for a reason, right? And 
you know, yeah, I was going through 16s. I was, I was pretty confident. I was like, yeah, this would be really good. And, you know, I was just playing juniors and just your local footy at the time like everyone else is. And I was just hopping back into position, just playing off centre-half back because that's where I sort of started moulding into when I was going through sort of 16s into that sort of Colts area. Everyone kept pushing me, no, nah, you're a backman, you're a backman. And <laughs> when, I was, when I was a junior, I was a ruck forward. And, yeah, sort of just it was very different for me and, Took me a while to learn, but yeah, I was I was hopping back to my spot and hit a sprinkler hole actually. Oh my god! <laughs> just just down at Seacrest and yeah, did an absolute doozy on my ankle. I'm not actually too sure, like on the actual grading of it, but yeah. thinking back to it now, yeah, it was a it was a stinker. Big big grade three, like I said before, took me sort of eight odd weeks to come back from. Yeah. But then yeah, when I look at that, like uh, my mum at the time was a receptionist at a physio clinic. So luckily I got to, you know, go there and get treated by some very, very good physios. It wasn't tech, so they weren't that great. Yeah. But, but yeah, at the time I sort of just was speaking to them and I was like, oh, you know, so like, what do you, what do you do like for your job? I was going through sort of year 10, 11, it's where school starts to go, you know, think about what you want to do in life. And you're like, oh, you should probably start thinking <laughs> yeah. about it when you've got so many years to live and actually think about that. But yeah, just chatting to them, like the physios treatment at the time, I think it was the year before he travelled with the Beijing water olympics water polo team yeah and just telling me stories about that while he's treating yeah. my ankle i'm like how good is this job like thinking it's the best job in the world anyone gets to train or go away with the old olympic teams do you want me on yeah you know it gets to keep keep going with like sorry keep traveling with like olympic teams and that so i'm like oh this is sick like that's easy as, but so that sort of got me into it but obviously not everyone gets to travel with a water polo yeah. olympic team but uh, yeah that actually got me into it and I've always had a fascination with the human body coming from a sporting background and I think it's just my nature. I've always always had a nature to help people yeah. and want to help people. So it's sort of just moulded for me and every time, I don't know if you ever did it when you were at school, but you'd click like it's careers day or something yeah. and you'd do those little oh, quizzes yeah. like what's best suited yeah. to you. Like It's just something that kept popping up and a big motivator for me actually, I always say this, is I can't do an office job. Like yeah. Even though physio, like I'm technically working yeah. in an office – but at least I'm up, out, out in the gym, back yeah. into the office, out in the gym, doing that. Like, I couldn't sit at a desk nine to five. Yeah. If I just had a computer screen in front of me, I'd go nuts. Yeah, so 100%. that was a big motivator. Agreed, yeah. Especially because back then all I thought it was, oh, we get to run around with sports teams. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely not anymore. So, well, for some. But, but yeah, that's probably, yeah, that was what got me into it, really. Yeah. So I was going to ask, you sort of alluded to how rewarding it is. But yeah, I guess tell us a bit how rewarding it is to, you know, help people hmm. and then just. Be able to see it as well, I guess, because you're at the footy club too, so you get to sometimes see, like, mm. you get to see their transformation, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, mate, the I suppose the the big thing you always hear about in physio land and sporting land is like your ACL injuries, your big long term injuries, and it's super rewarding, mate, to take someone from, you know, the the news of oh, you've done your ACL to you know twelve months later they're playing footy again and yeah. doing what they love, so. And that's just a passion for mine to get people back to 100%. Because, like, it's something I just, I hate hearing it. And I know that, like, text does as well. And we sort of talk about it all the time. But you hear people like, you know, I did my knee and I just never got back to where I was. And we always just think, like, well, like, how how can you get back to it? So I think it's just having that, I've always had that drive to try and get people back to it. And I think that's the most rewarding thing, especially being down at the footy club and having the passion myself of, playing footy and I know how much it means to people you know getting someone from 
quite literally not even being able to lift their leg out of bed to run around footy field, taking grabs, kicking goals. I think that's that's super rewarding. Yeah. But but then on the other end of the spectrum, you've just got your, you know, you've got your old sedentary people who come in with a sore back that they've had it for twenty years, and you help them on that journey. And their journey might even just be to some people, it's just being able to walk out to letterbox and back without pain, and even just getting them to that, like. That's super rewarding because yeah. you know you've changed their life and you've had an impact on them. So yeah, love that. Yeah, that's a big. It's a big one for me, and it's so nice to see. And it's, yeah. there are days where you just go home and you just feel a million bucks. But then yeah. there's some times where you go home and you've had an absolutely amazing day, and there's just been one patient you didn't click with, and then you feel yeah. like C- you're couple, a terrible couple, therapist. Couple lunges, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mate. It's actually it. Lunges can do everything, but no. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a very rewarding one. It's a, it's challenging as a health professional because. But I think the one thing you always got to think of is you just you don't click with everyone. Yeah, and it's good you know, call. everyone everyone has their little niches, and you just yeah you don't get along with everyone half the time. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have to come. I'll understand that a bit more in the future. Yeah, mate, you'll get to grips with it. It's it's a challenging part of our health profession. You you go out when you're in your early days and you think like I'll oh, help everyone. I'm going to yeah. be the best best practitioner there is in the world but even the best practitioners don't click with you know with some other people so yeah 100 do you have any like career goals with physio or how do you sort of think about it uh yeah definitely well i mean like definitely one big career goal was to have my own physio practice which luckily with you know text from the footy club that's actually come about a lot earlier than i thought it would yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't have any other way to be honest i sort of dove in head first i don't really thought i knew don't really think I knew what I was getting myself into when Tex first offered me to it. And I was like, yeah, that would be easy. Yeah, 100%. That's always <laughs> what I wanted to do. So it's been a learning curve, definitely. And just definitely a learning curve with time management as well, trying to trying to get the right balance of work-life, really. And it's it's one you hear all the time. And, you know, you can get so bogged down once you, once you start your own thing and just work, 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 work the whole time. So yeah. I think... It's been a challenge with that, but that was definitely a big goal of mine. Another goal is definitely like an elite sports team, whether that's whether that's AFL. God, it'd be amazing to go to the Olympics, but yeah, you know, just just anything around that, really. But um, how do you how does that sort of progress? Like, it's not like you get it's not like someone comes in to nah, a physio exactly. clinic yeah. and scouts no, you. Like, no. <laughs> it's not like you go play a footy game and people are like, oh, he's not too bad, and they get to know you. Like, it's I suppose it's it's connections, and the biggest connection, which is very lucky for me is Chris Perkin, business partner, but with him still being at the Eagles, he's been there since, God, 1901, no, he's <laughs> not that old, but he's been there for a he'll hate that if he ever listens to this, but no, nah, he's been there, God, since early 2000s, so he's obviously been there through some good times and some bad times like right now, but I think that's a pretty pretty good link to have there, So, but you'd have to go back and you got to do your Masters of Sports or Musculoskeletal to even be looked at sort of something like that in an yeah. elite sporting field so yeah. that's definitely something of mine but to be honest right now mate footy's footy's a go and yeah. now you got a great balance yeah. until I can't run around the footy field anymore then it goes full physio time so yeah exactly that's, yeah. that's a good way to look at it yeah so what's this is a plug opportunity what's your best advice for anyone with 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 pain with pain no I mean like you know, a, this is where you shout out your clinic here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, come down and see us at the clinic, just West Coast Health Physio North Beach. We've got a few clinics around. There's also one in Balcata and then the great Tex Perkins down at Lath Lane. Mate, in pain, just, God, pain's, pain's a, it's almost an ultimate beast when, you, when someone says pain because 
the perception of pain can be so different for a lot of people and that's why it's it's so interesting and I'm lucky to be around people like Chris and we've got another person at Lathlane, Kev Wernley, who are experts in that area and there's more and more coming out and, mate, it's a big area for psychologists as well to go into but big one for pain is just empower yourself, Yeah, really. If you're ever in chronic pain, not that you get much chronic pain down at the footy club yeah, because normally just sporting injuries but, yeah, pains empower yourself. Find the right physio too. Yeah, good call. Down with us. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple audience questions here. I, was, I saw this come up today and I was like, I can't wait to see what these are. I might even try and guess who they were. Okay, yeah. you can have a guess nah, if you want. I don't think I'll be able to guess. Yeah, you will be able to guess a couple of these. <laughs> How long of a morning does it take to get your hair that perfect? <laughs> it's looking sharp it's, right uh, now. Yeah, God, it's looking sharp. It's got a whole heap of crap in it. But, uh, no, mate, ask Jazz. I'm quite literally up. I get ready in 10 minutes and Jazz hates it because she sits there getting herself all all ready and looking lovely as she always does. But I, I quite literally just jump in the shower, come out, quickly comb the hair, just get it, yeah, get it not all scruffy and chuck some gel in it and it normally sticks back. But Big, biggest, you put enough in, mate, it looks good. So. Biggest lie I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time. 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, it's not a James Garcia, mate. That bloke would probably take 40 minutes, I reckon, <laughs> after his spray tan's done. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one are you confident you're the best looking guy at north beach oh god i don't know who would have sent that in but definitely not mate there's <laughs> there's some good looking men down there but yeah no i'm definitely not the the best looking down there mate <laughs> who's your best physio client best physio client like funnest to be around is this did you put your own question no, on I there? that's why i just say you, you, no. you could guess who it would be maybe but oh god probably reese irvine thinking that he's god's gift but <laughs> <laughs> god mate everyone's got their own little things i just like just everyone really that comes through i love i just love spending time with people and getting them better like i mean you know it from firsthand mate like i i just yeah i just love that i can give my knowledge to people which helps them get better but everyone's an experience so it's good fun and that's what i love about physio it's not the same thing coming through the door so you can i don't know i don't think i can really ever pick just one person to be honest but definitely the footy boys have a good little special spot (laughs) so don't worry how much do you learn like Obviously, I'm like studying psychology and you mm. learn a lot of theory stuff, but with your experience, how much do you generally learn just from people in like case by case situations? Oh, mate, when you come out of, you know, uni learning physio, you know nothing about private physio. Like uni, uni teaches you, for physio, teaches you a lot about the basics and how not to fuck things up too much. <laughs> but the, the biggest one is, yeah, you, you quite literally know not a lot when you finish finish at uni as physio on the private side of things you know how to do the bare basics and you do the bare basics well but you learn from you learn from mentors i was lucky when i started physio i didn't start straight away with chris i i started down at move forward and they've got an amazing little two-year sort of new grad program that they run there so i learned way more than that than i did my whole four years at uni so but it was just you learn you learn what other clinicians have experienced and that pays dividends going forward but you can't you can't uh, you can't go read in a book or learn from uni what real life experience with people in front of you does and i think yeah mate just the more people you see you just start to learn like oh this worked for that person this didn't work for that person and people just start to fit molds like you're just like oh this 
feels like someone who I saw a couple of weeks ago. Like, okay, like I'll try it this way, and that normally. Yeah. So the the more experience you have, the better the better clinician you become, really. Yeah. Nah, good call. Who's the best DJ at North Beach? <laughs> God, mate, we've got we've got good we've got good DJs, I reckon, down at North Beach. God, the Gas would want to be putting himself up there as number one, but uh, mate, we've got good ones. We've got Gas, Dill, Dion. Madoc did a great set the other day at the boiler room. So, yeah. mate, they're all good. I just love music. Pick one. But you got to pick one. I can't, mate. I hate picking ones. I'm going to go Dill. My boy Dill. I love okay. Dill's sets. So, okay. Good call. Yeah. I hope he put that question in so <laughs> I can play him. So, this, no, I get heaps of questions, right? But this is probably the only one I've genuinely laughed when I've, when I, when I've read it. I genuinely <laughs> laughed. Here we go. With the amount of injuries at the club this year, oh. is it true you're driving a Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I wonder who's admitted that one. Mate, I, I wish I was driving Ferrari. No, actually, I probably wouldn't go a Ferrari. I don't know what supercar I'd go. Probably not that. But uh, no, mate, the uh, the club's had a lot of injuries, but you don't see every single one of them. But uh, it has been an unfortunate year down at the footy club, that's for sure, and it's been a tough one. But no, mate, I'm definitely not driving a Ferrari, that's for sure. <laughs> Biggest pest at the club. Biggest pest. God, we've mentioned him a few times in the potty. Reese, can be a bit of a pest sometimes. Yeah. Hoppy in the, in the ice bath. <laughs> yeah. Hoppy loves a chat in the ice bath. Jack Mack can be a pest in his own right, but he's a good pest. Yeah, you got pe- you got pests everywhere <laughs> at any footy club, yeah. really. But it's true. No, yeah, probably those boys we mentioned. Yeah, is it true you kiss yourself in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> so I just say yes for the sake of it. No, yeah. no, yeah. definitely not, mate. <laughs> definitely not. Obviously, it looks like I like to, but no, no mate, not at all. <laughs> So I got a massage this morning from, from Connie. Yeah, the great Connie. And I asked her to give you a question. So she didn't she didn't come up with anything too sophisticated. Really but interesting. She said, how many massages do you get? How many massages do, massages do I get? Not many, to be honest. When you're, when you're too busy looking after other people, you always... Not enough time for yourself. Well, you always forget to look after yourself, to be yeah. honest. But having Connie down there has been great because I can quickly... If I've got a break, I can pop in with her. But no, mate, it's like the old the old saying, like the mechanic's got the worst car. Yeah. Physios always, you always forget to look after yourself and what the, what with physios we sort of say like we're our, we're our own worst patients. Yeah. Right, so. Is that going to be the same for me? Hopefully no, no, mate, you're, mate, you're doing plenty of, plenty of your own work to, to be a good, good psychologist and look after yourself mentally, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I don't I actually get too many unless I'm in Bali, mate. That's definitely one a day if you ever yeah. go to Bali, yeah. but. Yeah, because they're cheaper over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very cheap. So we've got two little segments to finish. Yeah, got the turntables, and then we'll do a card each from, yep. from the vulnerability cards. Nice, I love that. Um, so we'll go with the turntables first. So, what, what have you got for me? For a turntables. It's a question, isn't it? I actually just we spoke about this last night when we were, you guys were in the tubs, and I was like, oh, shit, I've sort of been thinking all day, but I'm terrible with these ones. But I suppose, like, what's What's driving you, I suppose, for your career? Like, you know, you, you're studying your psychology and that. And then you've also got this little potty off to the side, which is great. It's good. Oh, I love it. And like I said to you last night, like I love how out there you go on social media. I could never do it. Obviously, you get your backlashes like you did the other time. <laughs> but that's just people just love to stay on social media platforms and complain. But what's, yeah, what's driving, what's driving you and your, your career pathway, really? With studying psychology or well, including both, including both, both, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, from my perspective, they sort of go a bit hand Yeah, no, nah, you're, no, no, you're right. I agree. I think what's driving me is, firstly, it's a great opportunity to learn more about 
mental health in the whole field. Mm-hmm. But as well as that, I get to help other people with things I've tried, done and learned. That's probably been the most rewarding thing. And that's probably what keeps driving me is like, yeah, it's cool if I feel great, but I, you feel even more reward when you get to bring other people up around you. So that's yep. probably driven my whole interest in psychology and the whole podcast thing. But it's just a really great field to be in. Like you're just, all you're doing is trying to learn how to make yourself feel better and other people and bring everyone up. It's it's really rewarding and it's that's just what drives you. It's really mm. motivating. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, mate. That's, and that's, I feel like that's being a health professional, mate. It's rewarding because you are, you're bettering not only yourself but other people too. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So get some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will just grab... Out of the goodie box. Yeah. I don't know, just grab a... Answer one. I've what are we going with? One? Whatever you want. If you don't like it, just answer another one. When I'm sick, I want... Just, God, Jazz will know, but a Lemsip. <laughs> if I'm ever sick, mate, mate we can, Lemsips we can, are the place to go. We can so. rapid fire a couple of these. Yeah, if, mate, I don't mind. What they, have you got? You go. Today, I care a lot less about... Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that means... From the past, probably what people think of me, to be honest. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, but it does come from like being really confident in yourself. And when you invest time into yourself and give yourself value, like negative opinions and, and little setbacks don't really affect you as much. So, probably a lot less about other yeah, people's mate. opinions. Yeah. So. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one for people to learn. And I think that's where, as a psychologist, and obviously, Jazz is an amazing psychologist, yeah. and I've learned a lot from her. In that field as well, which has actually helped me better myself as not only a person, but a clinician. Yeah. But I think like, especially just nowadays with social media, like as much as like we all love social media, right? Yeah. And obviously social media helps you with a lot of things yeah. and helps me with my clinic. It keeps you all connected. But I I truly believe that social media should definitely have age limits. Like yeah. I think yeah. the the impact of social media on mental health is very positive, but there is also the side of it that can be very negative. And I think that's a big that's a big factor in it. Yeah. Like I think a big factor is people get bogged down too much in what other people's perception is of them. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, the biggest one is what you think of yourself. And some people, yeah, some people need to seek expert advice on that. And that's where you guys are invaluable, mate, as, yeah. as psychologists. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a that's – a, Great tip for anyone listening and anyone out there who might be, you know, struggling with anything like it. Just sort of, you know, back yourself in, and if you feel like you need to go get some help, go get some help. That's for sure. Yeah, good call. What do you got? Come up with. <laughs> I wish I could still get away with. <laughs> God. Well, if you ever asked my brother when I was young, I got away with anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Probably just being out of. I don't even know, actually. I used to get away with anything when I was younger, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I got nothing, actually, to it. You got nothing? No, you go, mate. Okay. I got the thing that makes me hard to live with. Probably, <laughs> probably I'm I'm quite messy. I had to clean this room up a bit if you think this is clean. I actually did walk in and think it was pretty messy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is it. It's pretty good. This is, this is a good This standard. is good. This is good for uh, me. That explains your hair, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have 30 minutes. To, yeah. Actually, I probably I have the time, but I don't have the interest to <laughs> to make myself look like you. Nah, probably mate. probably I don't I don't put away the dishes after I clean, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. but 
so when I used to live with mum up the road, mm-hmm. I like I wasn't good with with cleaning. Like, mm. which clean up after yourself? Yeah, or? I'll admit I was bad. But then I came down here, like when I lived here, and I I, did, I started. I was like fresh start. I'll mm. like clean up every time I cook, and I did. And then I put it into the. The, the sink, sink called a dishwasher? The sink. No, the, no, 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 mate, no, <laughs> mate. The sink next to it. Yeah. So, and then apparently because like I didn't put it away straight away because I wanted to let it dry, mm. I don't put it away. But yeah, I always, I always get scolded for that. But I, th- I was pretty proud of myself because I've actually gone from doing nothing to... Yeah, good. I mean, it's good. It's just learning curves, mate. <laughs> That's where you can you can learn from the... You want to still get away with not doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon this one at the moment, I have a questionable relationship with... Well, some people would obviously say doing my hair, but that's <laughs> definitely not one. No, me and, me and Jazz went and got a little Nintendo Switch the other day. Yeah. Mate, I'm way too addicted to it, eh? Oh. I'm spending way too much time on it. Really? And we're playing like, the new Zelda game at the moment. Terrible, Zelda? Terrible, Jesus, mate. Jesus, so, what have you become? Jazz got me into that. Mate, I love my games. What do you got? Another one? Oh, it's just started bucking down here. One of the things that is keeping me up at night. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have, <laughs> I don't have a good one for that. When no one is watching, I. No one is watching, I. Try to do handstands on that bar. No, I, I actually thought of that when you're here. You know, when you get those intrusive thoughts? Yeah. You just think of like doing something random <laughs> on there. I, could, I actually thought, I was like, I wonder if you actually do do your push ups there. Do you put your feet up on the wall? I'll, I'll sh- once we end this, I'll. You can go flex I'll, your muscles, mate. I'll show you what I do. Just put it on the potty, that might get a few more views on it. Yeah. I don't know how many I'll get, but. Yeah. No, I love it, mate. Love it. Anyways, thanks for. Thanks for coming in. No, mate, thanks for having me. Love it. Love a little pump chat. up as well earlier in that. It's always nice, mate. Yeah. It's always good when you get a little pump up from people. Yeah. I'll end it with just, I want to ask just quick rapid fire predictions. I had Jack Mack predict some things and obviously mm-hmm. you follow football and go for the mighty catters <laughs> yeah. like, like me. So just a couple of predictions just so we can compare them to Jack Mack's. Probably get a yeah. bit closer than Jack Mack, but who's going to win the flag? The flag, mate. You, God. Everyone's saying it, but it's Collingwood's to lose. To be yeah. honest, it really is. They are they are dominant right now. Should be a good game tonight. So yeah, mate, tonight should be a ripper of a game. Actually, I actually, I'm a footy fan, but I'm not. God, I don't actually watch much footy anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm similar. I, I, I yeah. used to be nine, eight games. Every no, game. I used to, I used to sit on the couch and I, j- I could just watch it end on end. Whereas now, like, I rarely watch a game a week. But I think that's just as you get exposed to more footy as you go on, you. Especially when you go through your waffle clubs, like you just you watch so much footy throughout the week. Last thing you want to do is go home and watch more footy. So. Yeah, but no, mate. I think it's definitely Collingwood to lose, and I hope they lose it because I am not a fan of Collingwood at all. Yeah. But I, I'm um, predicting this right now: Collingwood will lose another final, but under a goal. Because everyone's like, "Oh, they're clutch at the. They always win close games." Well, they lost two finals by under a goal last year. Well, mate, I I actually I'll agree with that because they're choke they're um, choke artists. They've lost the most. I'll, they've I'll lost win. the most. Grand finals. I wouldn't. <laughs> there you go. That's a good stat. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call them choke artists. But I think when you look at it, like you know, we've been doing it pretty bad this year down at the footy club, yeah. giving teams too many of a too much of a head start. And I think in in finals, that's why they keep getting done in in finals, probably because yeah, you give a team a head start in the home and away season. You know, you can claw, you claw your way back. But finals is a different beast. So yeah. I I think it's definitely theirs to lose. But I couldn't even. I couldn't give you a team that would get up over him right now, but Geelong at yeah, that hopefully place. Geelong then just again in another <laughs> prelim and then go go through and flog the Swannies. But yeah. okay, Brownlow, Brownlow. There's there's only one answer for this. 
Well, mate, Dacos, you can't. He's pretty. He's pretty good. As much as I hate to say, I hate Collingwood. So, I love Dacos, mate. Dacos is an absolute beast in his own right. But I reckon, yeah, there's all this talk about Dacos. But you look at blokes like Bontempelli oh, bon. and Ooh. mate. If if you could, like, when you have kids, if you could be like. I want a footy player and I want someone to be an AFL player. Who would you want him to be like? The Bont. Yeah. Like, that man he's is perfect. good. Hammer will love that if he listens to the potty. But Fuck, I love Bontempelli. No, he's a very good Smooth operator, yeah. 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 Very um, versatile. Yeah. So, last one, Coleman medal. Obviously, Kerno with a big jump last week. I was going to say, mate, whoever plays Eagles in the last round. Tex, tex does. <laughs> I don't know who's tex, playing Eagles. Tex Walker does. Do they? And he's like, mate, he's, he's got to. It's going to be fucked up. Mate, if he stays close to the top, he's going to kick probably at least 10 in the last round against the Eagles. Yeah, so. 100%. Because Brass is out for the year now, mate, if you saw that news. So. Yeah, I know why he's out. Yeah, he's got a big fracture in his back. Like More like he doesn't want to... Do it actually a fair call. Oh, he probably doesn't want to get the reverse it, Coleman, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't want to get the reverse Coleman. It'll sink yeah. his value in the trade period. Yeah, I've actually heard Take that. Take a couple yeah. hundred grand off and he might not be able to get that big house in Sydney. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, man. anyways, that's that's it. That's all we got. But thanks for coming on. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Listen. Thanks, yeah, Tommy. Thanks for having me. No I worries. appreciate it, mate. Anytime. So research try and find, but you don't know where to go. So many thoughts flood through your mind You're confused and want to know Mystery, what is to be? So much more than meets the eye Listen to me, time is your key You'll find out by Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.